BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Thanks for being here. We're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of giggles, a lot to recap, a lot of surprises, if you will. Wow. Let me just take a deep breath real quick. We did it, kids. We did it. We finished the farewell tour. And I cannot thank each and every one of you enough from the bottom of my heart. I'm not going to get choked up. I'm going to just lay it to you straight. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you guys have done. Thank you for the continued support. Thank you for the encouragement, the gifts, the the smiles, the laughs, all of it. I I don't even mean to sound cheesy right now. I just genuinely want you to know, thank you. Thank you for everything that you've done to support me. And I hope that you have felt supported through my material and giggles and not taking ourselves too seriously. My job is to go out there and make a giggle. And I think I did it. What a way to bring home the farewell tour. Nothing better than in my home state, my home city, Atlanta, Georgia, the iconic Fox. It was unbelievable. And we're going to get into the voicemails. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of the weekend and all that jazz. But walking out into the theater before doors opened, before we did a sound check, and seeing just the gravity of what we have built as a community and, and just the gravity of what I've done in the sense of There's so many days where I'm in work mode, right? Tink, 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 just chugging along, chugging along. And, you know, folks will ask me, can you believe this? Can you believe these shows? Can you believe the podcast? Like all of this stuff. And I just say, yeah, because we're doing it. We're in the work zone, like work mode. I know one thing and that's how to be on and and to be in the zone grinding. But to take a second to look around and, and really have a moment to take it all in was totally overwhelming. And I just lost my shit. I mean, I was PMSing fucking hard, but I just lost my shit seeing the big LED screen at the Fox and just seeing it all and knowing that all those seats were going to be filled with people that I care about and and people who have supported me and want to come giggle was just, it was the coolest feeling in the world. And I want to give a big shout out to Christina Tompkins and Christopher Kettner for helping me make the tour happen. They're two of my dearest friends and Chris did a hell of a job producing 
Tina did a hell of a job of singing and helping me stage manage and be in my right-hand gal. And they just knocked it out of the park and I'm so grateful for them. So thank you. Thank you to everybody who's been a part of it. And thank you guys for coming out. And guess what? The joke is, if you went to the shows, it's not the farewell tour. Okay, motherfuckers, I will be back. We'll be back probably late fall with a whole new show. We're coming back on the comeback tour. I gotcha. I'm really into marketing and like, I like a little pun, look a little pun in an advertisement. So I got you good with the farewell tour. No, we're out. We're going to be back. Now I am panicking because I have to write a full new show. And if you come to my shows, you know, it's chock full of entertainment, but I'm going to take a little time off. We've got other things. We're trying to film a TV show and, and we're doing movies and all that shit. Just all these cool things that I'm trying to make happen, but I could not do it without you guys. So I just Really genuinely want you to know from the bottom of my heart, I'm just so grateful. And one of the coolest things, the last show in Atlanta, so Thursday night, I had my mom, my husband, my sister, you know, my fam come out and do a curtain call with me. And Chris had changed the backdrop to a photo on stage. I have a big screen and it was a photo of my dad and it said, thank you, Atlanta. And that was just the coolest moment. But to be honest with you, my mom comes out on stage and I knew my mom was going to try and grab the microphone. I'm like, mom, I love you, but this is not it. Like we just need a curtain call, bow, we walk out. And my mom's running around the stage. She keeps turning around, looking towards the screen that is behind me. So the screen is to my back. And I'm like, mom, what are you doing? I'm literally taking a curtain call going, mom, turn the fuck around, wave and bow. And I don't realize because she knows that there's a photo of my dad behind me. And I'm literally like, this is it. Like for a split second, I am doing a curtain call at the biggest show I've ever done in my life. And I'm thinking, this is the fucking moment. My mom has lost it. We knew she was teetering. We knew she was a little cuckoo, a little wacky tacky lacky. And if you don't know what that reference is, my grandmother. So my mom's mom, Gigi, as we called her, one day got in the car, MIT grad, but the woman lost it towards the end and looked at me. And the only word she said was wacky, tacky, lacky. But like this, wacky, tacky, lacky. And I looked at my sister and I was probably in the fourth grade and I looked at my sister and I go, Gigi's lost it. And she was like, yep. In that moment, I didn't realize that my mom was trying to get my attention to look at the photo of my father that was on this giant LED screen that was a surprise for me. And I just thought it literally, I'm like, good night, Atlanta, taking a bow. And I'm like, this is it. This is the moment where in front of everyone, my mom has lost it. My mom has fucking lost it. She doesn't know where she is. And the best is, y'all, this is the fucking best. Christina's on the side, right? She's backstage. She gets the fam to come out. She hands Jeff a bouquet of flowers to then give to me. If you know anything, that's what you do. It's an old theater thing. Okay, you don't give flowers to athletes. You give them to theater people. All right, that's our thing. You give me a bouquet. I'm a pageant girl. So Jeff walks out with the flowers and as Tina's handing them to him, he goes, "What are the? why are you giving me flowers? Are these for me? And Tina's like, you dumb fuck. Go out there, give your wife a bouquet of flowers. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> now, and if you know anything too, Tina and Jeff grew up together. They've known each other since they were like four years old. And the way I met Jeff was in college, Tina and I became best friends. And then I met Jeff, who's one of her best guy friends. That's how we all met. So that's the funny thing. Like Tina and Jeff can get in fights and yell at each other like brother and sister because they are. They've literally grown up together. And just, it's just typical. So I'm doing my moment, my good night, Atlanta, 
Robin's wandering around the stage doing zoomies, like literally just doing circles, being like, Heather, look behind you. Jeff thinks flowers are for him. My sister's had seven tequilas. And everyone's just like, this could not have been the perfect chef's kiss. Tie it all up in a bow. Grand finale. My personal family not realizing how to just walk on stage and smile. You know what I mean? And I walk off stage. I go, what? I literally, the first thing I said was, what the fuck was that? And everyone's just like, huh? I mean, it was, it's so funny. Now being done with it, I'm just looking back like this was, this typical. This is typical for the McMahon family. And we're gearing up for the wedding. If we can all make it down the aisle, if everybody remembers to pack right, doesn't forget their passport, knock on wood, I will be fucking shocked. Do you know what I mean? Like I have prepared myself emotionally, mentally, physically for the phone call I'm going to get. I got to the airport, didn't have my passport. I left all my bags at home. Did you need me to bring your wedding dress? I forgot it. The cat was laying on it. I forgot it. Like I've just prepared myself for the amount of absolutely nots at this wedding, even though Nicole and Jill, my right-hand gals running the show, or I know it's going to, you know, but they're like, just be prepared that you're going to be disappointed in people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whatever. The caterer forgets a thing of flowers, whatever. That kind of shit, whatever. But just, I've already, after dealing with like the after party of the tour too, and you got people sneaking in, bringing in 10 guests. I'm like, guys, I'm paying the bill on all this shit, motherfuckers. But just know, just know, you know, my agent pulled me aside and she goes, it's always in your hometown that you're the most stressed out because people feel like they have, they, they have their claws in you, like they have a sense of you. And I'm backstage. I'm just trying to have a quick drink before we go to this after party. And it's just the phone calls. I'm trying to get my 25 friends into the after party. You know, and I'm like, guys, we only have, there's a fire code. And guys, I wanted to do the block party. I know I talked about the block party. Guess what? Mayor shut that shit down real quick. I wanted to do something big in the streets, cheetah print, could not get anything approved. So I had a quiet, intimate bar party afterwards for like 50 of my best friends, only the closest. And now everyone has a stomach bug. So, so there you go. Also paid the bill at the after party. Did not realize tip was included, tipped them an extra 20%. So they actually got a 40% tip. And I thought about it the other day and I'm, you know, obviously I work hard, but I've always been a good tipper, but I just want, I re, I didn't realize until the next day that I had 40% tip, but you know what? Fuck it. I'd rather be known as a good tipper than the no tipper. But if I can't afford my wedding because I 40% tipped, I, it is what it is. That's where we're at. But what a way to ring in, you know, just ring in summer. Like I told you last week, it just feels like, all right, we're changing gears. I mean, we're still working. We're doing the podcast. we got brand deals and all this shit going on. We're writing scripts, but it feels good just to be like, all right, we're going to travel a little bit. We're going to do some things. We're going to, you know, bebop around. But dude, it's like two weeks to the wedding. Am I prepared? No. Like everything's set for the wedding. But physically, emotionally, and mentally, I'm not. I told you, I need to go be put in a medically induced coma for at least four days. Because now that I'm home, people are like, you're done. Let's go. Let's party. Let's fucking rage. I'm like, no, 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 no. Mama needs to go down to Emory University, which is a medical facility. I'd like a little propofol and a nice little nappy nap for the next 10 days. Like everybody just needs to stay the fuck in their homes, not get sick, not get anything. Drink juice 
and sit in their sauna bags till we leave for Italy. And is that going to happen? It sure won't. Sure fucking won't. But that's where we're at. I'm getting ready for the wedding. And the number one thing I'm throwing in my bag is my athletic greens. You want to know why? Because when you're traveling abroad, nothing's worse than not having all your minerals and getting your, you know, your stomach gets weird and you don't have this, you don't have your vitamins. I like to have it with me. And I love athletic greens. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. It does not matter. And I'm talking about athletic greens. It's my favorite. What is the stuff? With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, Minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. So you bet your ass I'm taking my bags, my travel size of Athletic Greens to Italy. Must take it with me. Here's the deal. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into you know the summer cold season. It's that weird season where everybody's just getting a cold and it's freaking two o'clock in the afternoon in July, but just with one scoop in water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with the first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash absolutely to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Literally with like some of these outfits that I pulled, it's going to be up to the upteenth hour. Like I'm waiting up at 7 a.m. waiting for shoe deliveries. Do you know what I'm saying? We're pulling it together at the last fucking minute. But let me tell you about the coolest thing ever. So side note, shout out to my friend, George Jackson and his lovely wife, Ansley, adore them. It was like old times. We do this after party and then after the show. And then he's like, come back to my house. Let's party. We were partying with George and Ansley at their house till 530 in the morning. I have not had, and I know a couple of y'all are going to be like, Heather, that's not crazy. The rest of us party. I work every weekend, okay? I don't get to go out even after the shows. I don't get to go out till 5.30. This is my job. She's got to be loose, limber, lubricated so that I can come give you a good show. It's called being professional, Barbara. It's professionalism. But we tied one on. I was throwing them back. I was mixing booze. At one point, it was 4.45 in the morning. I'm having a heart-to-heart with my friend Ansley on her backyard talking about, you know, when is a good time for me to get knocked up? And we're just crying together, drinking a crisp glass of Savvy B. Do you know what's the best thing to drink at 4.45 in the morning? Crisp fucking Sauvignon Blanc. If it's Australian, even better. A sunrise with Savvy B. Dude is the jam. That's what it is. If I was going to have any sort of, the name of my memoir will be Sunrises with Savvy B. A Sauv Blanc is a great breakfast wine. Okay, I'm just going to let you know. Shannon Blanc also is too. We're out there. My girlfriends are in the kitchen. We're dancing. Like we're listening to like old school Nelly. Do you know what I mean? It's hot in here. Everyone's got their shoes off. All of my girlfriends have children and they're like, we're just not coming home ever. And I'm like, I like this. I'm very, you know, they of course had overnight nannies or whatever, but it was just like we were back in high school again. Just the weight of like, oh, taking a deep breath to know that we did it was just fucking crazy. But I haven't had a five. 5.45 morning in a minute. 
And then I had three slices of pizza. I had a 5 a.m. pizza delivery. Hell yes. Let me tell you, I get in that Uber to get back to the hotel. I had six slices of pizza, one in between each finger. Do you know what I mean? Almost like acrylic nails. Edward Scissorhand, but it's just slices of pizza. Bam. You know, biting. And it was shitty pizza, but you don't fucking care. After you wolf down a bottle of Savvy B and you get a couple slices of the Roni, next thing you know, you're waking up at 8 a.m. with full acid reflux. So that's just a, an absolutely not was to the fact that I knew better. If you're drinking acidic white wine and then you're wolfing it down with seven slices of the Roni, forget it. You get the Roni burps. That's like pouring gasoline down your own throat and lighting a match near the window. It's on fire. And every time you take a breath, it gets worse. And I did it to myself. So I wake up at like nine o'clock the next day and I'm already dying. I'm like, oh oh my God. It feels like there is a wood burning pizza oven. We're making Neapolitan style in the back of my, near the dingle dangle. You know what I'm saying? So this is where I'm, this is where I'm going with all this. So I wake up, I maybe got three hours of sleep. We check out the hotel. We head back up to my house and Tina and Ray are really sweating and I can't figure out why they're sweating. I'm just thinking everyone's hungover. We've been having painters at our house construction. We're building an outside pizza grill. We've got painters that were just finished up the kitchen. We're, we're doing some shit, right? Tina walks into my house. We still have the paper down from when the painters, I mean, people are cleaning up, but she, I thought she was almost going to start crying. And I'm like, listen, Tina and Ray, I know you guys are staying at my house. Your guest bedrooms are perfectly clean. I changed the sheets and my housekeeper had to move. She moved for a family thing. So Tina and Ray are on the horn trying to get a housekeeper. And I'm here thinking very self-consciously like, oh, fuck. Okay, absolutely not. It's really uncomfortable for them. Like, even though their rooms are clean, I know the paint fumes can be a little bit, but like, I'm really feeling self-conscious. Like, I've done everything to make my house as kosher as possible, as clean as possible, but it's not comfortable enough for them. Tina and Ray are on the horn getting housekeepers. They're calling like 65 people. Jeff, who got up earlier than me, Okay, he left the hotel at 7 a.m., went to bed at 5. He's outside pressure washing. He had changed the sheets. All of this shit, now in hindsight, I show up to, and I didn't realize it's because my friends were planning a surprise party for me. I'm just thinking that Tina and Ray have become real divas, and they're like, we don't want to stay in this house until the housekeeper's been here. So I show up, and I'm like, why is Jeff pressure washing? I walk in the house, and Jeff says, I've changed all the sheets, cleaned the toilets, And I'm like, you got an hour of sleep. And Jeff doesn't do cocaine or Adderall. So I don't know what the fuck he's zip, zap, zopping on. And then I'm like, why is he doing this? And I said, Jeff, I love you, but why the fuck are you doing this? And then he says, I want to play golf at 2.30. Do you care if I play golf? And I'm like, oh, he's just doing this because he doesn't want to be in the doghouse, right? He can't just show up and play golf. Now he's playing with my girlfriend, Olivia. And Olivia could, I mean, she could take him to a titty bar. And honestly, give him a BJ in the car outside. I wouldn't be mad. I'd be like, Liv, you do you. You know what I mean? They're like buddies, but I'm like, you do you. Olivia can do no wrong in my eyes. Uh, And honestly, if she gave my husband BJs, it would make my life a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, so I just think that Jeff is got a pep in his step cleaning because he knows I'm going to come home to a dirty house and be fucking pissed, okay? Because I stayed in town at a hotel for two nights, so we'd be right next to the theater, easy breezy. So then we end up going to Storico Fresco that night. I still have to work, shoot some content. I'm exhausted. I'm running on two hours of sleep. Somehow I rally, okay? 
We do a, a private dinner at Storco Fresco with all my PKP girls. Then we go out to Johnny's Hideaway. That's the boom, boom room. This place has a mirrored ceiling. They're playing, come on, everybody. I want you to do that. Kanga. Miami Sound Machine. And then all the bartenders have on T-shirts that say, got cougars. Okay. If you want to get hit on by a small Filipino man that has nothing to lose, you go to Johnny's Hideaway. All right. You want to feel good about yourself? You go to Johnny's Hideaway. You want to have a fucking great time after your dad's funeral? You go to Johnny's Hideaway. The one place I went after my father's funeral and got fucked up with my friends, Johnny's Hideaway. It's great. And they have a mirrored ceiling on the dance floor and the dance floor is like a four by four, but they pack 700 people on the dance floor. And they have security guards that run around. They're like, no glass on the fucking dance floor. I don't know why I made them all New York. They're not New York, but they're very, very intense about no drinks on the dance floor because it's a two by two. You're literally like on a a linoleum park bench or like, you know, your grandmother's old kitchen with the linoleum floor. And it was like a tiny little U shape. That's as big as this fucking dance floor is. And there's 150 people on it. So I get it. They can't have the glass shattering. I mean, it's so tight. You have to just hold your arms up. And if everybody didn't get COVID there, everybody got the stomach bug and only had like a 48 hour thing. But if everybody didn't get COVID, I would have been fucking surprised. Anyways, so we go out, we're late nighting. We're having a great time. And I'm like, I'm running on two hours of sleep. I am emotionally exhausted. And my PKP girls, when they come in town, when we do trips, everything's planned to a T. Now I don't plan it. They know I show up and show out. I'll I'll cover the tab, but I don't know how to plan this shit. And I thought it was weird. I was like, why are all these girls on Memorial Day weekend staying till Sunday? And I kept asking them, what are the plans for tomorrow? And no one would give me a straight answer. They're like, "Ah, I don't know. So I said, girls, everybody come up to my house. We're still under construction. It's a little bit of a mess. But come, let's just chill by the pool. So we get home at like 3 a.m. Raymond Padilla is up at 7 a.m. letting in these two new housekeepers. And I kept saying like, guys, Now, we've already cleaned the kitchen. The painters came, pulled up the the tape. So, like, you could live in our kitchen. Like, the kitchen is now livable. The basement's great. Like, we're we're okay. There's just, like, one room that's taped off. And Ray is up at 7 a.m. And I don't know why this didn't click. I'm like, what the fuck? Also, like, Ray doesn't work for me. Like, I didn't ask him, say, like, I need you to get a housekeeper. Do you know what I'm saying? So Ray and, and Tina are like, we're so hungover, but we let the housekeeper in. You go to lunch at Hen Mother. Go to brunch with the other PKP girls. And then we'll just see you later. And I was like, oh yeah, you know what? That's totally fine. Again, I'm so sorry. Like, here's the money for the housekeeper. I'm so mortified, so embarrassed that you guys came to my house and didn't feel comfortable enough that you felt like you needed to have a housekeeper. <laughs> okay. okay. I go to Hen Mother. I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm sitting on the park. I'm sitting on the bench outside. I'm eating my waffles. She's sending over so much food. It's like insane. Like at one point I go, Soraya, stop. It's done. We went home with 15 to-go boxes. Like I know you need to feed me, but it's enough. Her food is so fucking good. If you've never been, you gotta go. So Mr. Eatwell, my buddy Matt, rolls up and he sees me sitting outside first and he's like, hey, what what are you doing here? And I was like, this is weird. Like, I, it was just his energy was weird. And there was like 12 of us having breakfast. And I'm like, Matt, we're going to go to my house after this, maybe do a little pool. I mean, like we're living in construction, just come. And I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, well, I want to bring Soraya, one of the new tour tees, and I want to just come check it out. And I said, well, you have to fly back to New Orleans. What time's your flight? And he's like, later? Like I should have, everything should have been clicking. Everything should have been clicking that these fuckers were doing a surprise party. 
What am I sipping on this summer? It's Ashland Hard Seltzer, which is a delicious, clean, crafted hard seltzer with flavors like lavender lemonade, which is my absolute friggin' favorite. We also got the orange pineapple, ginger peach. It does not get more delicious and crisp than that. It was founded in San Diego in 2020, and Ashland is the number one selling independent hard seltzer brand in California. I just restocked my bar fridge for this party. It was very exciting. We had all of our friends here for the weekend, and everybody was sipping on that Ashland hard seltzer, and it was amazingly delicious. One of the reasons I love Ashland, it's gluten-free, malt-free, zero carbs, sugar-free, no fat, 5% alcohol by volume, and only 100 calories. It does not get better than this. It's so crisp and refreshing. I really genuinely like it. And being gluten-free, you know, I live that G-free lifestyle. It makes it that much better. Also, you can now get it available statewide in California and Arizona. They have 12-ounce or 16-ounce cans, a variety 12 and 24 packs, and unique draft flavors. So check out Ashland Hard Seltzer. You can also follow them for more information on Instagram at Ashland Hard Seltzer. Again, it's gluten-free, malt-free, zero carbs, sugar-free, no fat, and 100 calories. For more info on Ashland, follow them on Instagram at Ashland Hard Seltzer. We're having fun in the sun. And let me tell you what, this episode is brought to you by Gooder. Gooder makes $25 active sunglasses for anyone. It's awesome. Listen, okay, why would you be wearing Gooder? Well, first of all, they're fashion forward and we love them, but also they don't slip off your face. You could be on the back of a jet ski, a sea-doo, zoom, zooming down the canals of Miami, okay? Maybe you're up at Lake Oconee, you're tubing with your brother. I don't know what you do for water sports and having a good time, but Gooder is the jam. Where do you wear your Gooders? Working out in your backyard, running on the beach, again, on the back of a tube, going 100 miles an hour around the lake. That's what I'm about, okay? With names like Operation Blackout and Don't Tab Shame Me, I know you will find the pair that speaks to you. If you haven't, you know, given some to your family or friends, what a great gift in a gift basket this summer. Somebody's coming to your house, coming up to the lake house, coming to the beach, you know, you're running around doing the damn thing. Get them some good. Or everybody in my family loves these glasses. They're awesome. Here's the deal. They're $25 and they're active sunglasses for anybody. Fun, fashionable, functional, and affordable. No slip, no bounce, all polarized, all fun. They're comfortable, they're stylish, they're lightweight, and they're 100% UV protective and 100% polarized on all the styles. They have free U.S. standard shipping on all orders over $50, and they have over 39,000 five-star reviews, a 30-day free returns, one-year warranty, and 100% carbon neutral. That's 1% for the planet. We are here for that. Listen, Gooder is giving you 15% off your entire order. Go to Gooder, go to G-O-O-D-R.com. That's Gooder, G-O-O-D-R.com slash absolutely to get 15% off when you use code absolutely at checkout. All orders over $50 get free shipping in the U.S. Again, that's 15% off with code absolutely at gooder.com slash absolutely look good and get gooder. So then we close the bill and I'm like, Matt, I'll ride back with you. And I just say nonchalantly, girls, y'all want to come back to the house? We'll do a dip in the pool. And everyone's like, yeah, we didn't bring bathing suits. We need to stop by Old Navy. So my mom keeps screaming, get in the car. We're going Old Navy. And I said, mom, I got to get to the house first because everybody's, you know, following behind me. So I want to make sure that, you know, the housekeepers got out okay and we're all Gucci, Gucci, Stanley Tucci, ready to go. So I get in the car with Matt 
And then my friend Candace and my friend Haley are in the car. And then as soon as I'm in the car with Matt, Christina calls on, it's like connected to Bluetooth calls. And I'm like, why is Christina calling Matt right now? Like Matt's been with, with us all week selling merch, like crushing it at the Fox. Side note, if you did not get a tour tee, go to heatherontour.com and we will be adding the tour tee very soon. It's like a yummy sorority, like worn in shirt. It'll change your life. It, it was selling like hotcakes, but we will put it online. So I know why Matt's been in town and he's been like hanging with us backstage and having a good time. But then as soon as we get in the car, Christina calls Matt and he answers really weirdly. And he's like, hey, I'm in the car with Heather. And Tina just goes, oh, I wanted to ask you something about t-shirts. Call me later. I'm like, there's no fucking way they're talking shop, talking business on a Saturday. So then Christina calls me. Hey, can you stop on the way and get some ice? And I said, Tina, we just installed a $5,000 fucking Sonic ice machine that's actually producing so too much ice. We're iced out. If I don't do seven scoops an hour, the thing's going to fucking overflow. I have not figured out how to regulate the very expensive ice machine. So I'm like, and we also have an ice machine downstairs in our bar. I'm like, Tina, we don't need ice. Then Amy, my friend Amy Mallon calls, does not know that I'm in the car yet again. Matt, and he goes, Heather's with me. <laughs> like everybody's just like, Heather's with me. And she goes, can you also get ice. And I'm like, how does Amy have Matt's number? They just met. What is happening? So then we're cruising. I go, guys, the energy feels off. My mom just screamed at me to get in her car to go to Old Navy. What are we doing here? And then it clicks, click, 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 click. And I had remembered in Johnny's hideaway in my drunken stupor, I turned to my friend Carolyn and her husband. I said, what are you guys doing tomorrow? And her husband almost spilled the beans and she elbowed him very hard. And he was like, oh yeah, oh right. And it all starts to click. The housekeepers are there at 7 a.m. Jeff has got a fucking pep in his step. He's like coked out of his mind, pressure washing. Amy and John couldn't come to breakfast because of a real estate thing. Mom's screaming at me to get in her car because we got to go to Old Navy. Ding, ding. They need me to get ice. And I'm like, you dumb bitches. So I turn to my friend Haley and I go, I know that something's happening at our house right now. You need to tell me right now. Now, mind you, absolutely fucking not. I'm about to roll up to my own surprise party. I have no makeup on, biker shorts with a camel toe and an oversized tour tee. Yes, I wear my own tee to toot around town, okay? And I am just literally, literally just hung over as shit, no makeup. I don't even know where I brush my teeth. And we pull up to the house and they go, we got to stall. Okay. And I said, you fucking tell me what's happening right now. And they're like, there's a party. And I said, you motherfuckers. I was literally going to brunch, hungover, thinking I'm going to sleep all day. I haven't slept in five fucking days. This is it. This is the moment. Now, granted, this is karma on me. I have bitched and complained and left subtle hints for so long that I haven't had a bachelorette, an engagement party, a wedding shower, a bridal thing, nothing. I have said it on this podcast. My friends listen to this podcast. I set myself up for nap failure. Do you know what I'm saying? This was on me. You know, if I wasn't drinking Savvy B at sunrise, I wouldn't have felt like this. This was on me. 
So then we drive down to Quick Trip, which is one of our big gas stations. And then I see my girls, Amber and Britt, in the car next to us. And they can't see because we're in like a small Corolla rental. And I look at my friend Haley and I go, you dumb bitch. Why didn't y'all tell me something's happening? She said, I wanted to tell you so bad, but we didn't want to ruin the surprise. Now, if you know me too, I shut down. If you actually surprise me, I shut down. I fully shut down. Like soil myself, knees buckle, It's not good. I do not comprehend surprises. I love to be on the other end of surprises. I love to surprise people, but I am not one to be surprised. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a control thing. I don't know why, but I need to be in on the gig. You know, I I need to know what's going on. So then we pull up to Quick Trip. I see Amber and Britt in their sexy Bronco next to me putting on lipstick. And I'm like, they can't see me, but I can see them. So everybody goes inside to get ice, extra bags of ice. And I'm just sitting in the car like, this is, I'm so annoyed. I don't even have a chapstick. I don't even have a breath mint in the fucking bag to like put myself together. So my friends get back in the car and I said, listen, I'm not going to be mad. I'm actually, this is very funny. But one, all I wanted to do was sleep today. And two, can you just tell me, do I know everybody or am I going to have to like entertain people? You know what I mean? Because I I can't just, if you come to my house, I'm making a charcuterie. I got the iced tea out. I'm ordering Chinese, like whatever you want. I'm a hostess with the mostest. You're never going to be around me and feel, oh, I don't, you know, I don't have everything that I need. I like people to be set and comfortable. My friend Candace just goes, you know everybody, you don't have to entertain anybody, just go have fun. So then we pull back up to the house and Tina, Amy, my friend Cammie, you own Show Me Your Moo Moo, Ray, they're all yelling, surprise. And then a bunch of my friends are in the backyard. And when I say they transformed my backyard, we had Shake Shack brought just loads of food. Miss Millie, shout out to them, did the most beautiful floral arrangement I've ever seen in my life. We had Fun Boy do all these pool floats. Sunbum, the lotion, the suntan lotion company has bags of stuff. I mean, it was incredible. I was completely blown away, completely blown away. So then we're laughing and I'm putting together how they all got me. I'm like, you guys fucking got me. And like, I should have known. And Ray's like, I wasn't having a housekeeper come to the house at 7 a.m. because I was upset. He was like, but they were panicking. He said that when they showed up to the house on Friday, they were like, there's no fucking way we can have a party here. So they, at the last minute, were like trying to find another venue. They're like, this house is in disarray. But I want to thank my friends so much. They got me. They really got me. And I usually catch on to this, but I did not catch on to it. Because I kept just asking my PKP girls, I was like, what are you, I'm confused. Like, why are you guys in town to like Monday? But we had the best time. They really got me. And it was so much fun. Oh my God, we had Brigitte. We had a bidet Brigitte come. She was a drag queen. She came and did drag. I mean, you know you're fucking thriving and you know your friends know you and know what you like. When you're laying in your own pool, salt water, because you have eczema and can't do the chlorines, and you have bidet Brigitte, you know, singing Katy Perry while you're laying in a fun boy float. It does not get better than this. It was a blast. Thank you to everybody who came. And I just want to thank my friends for making me feel special. And it felt, the whole week felt a little self-indulgent because I was like, all right, you know, my friends have seen my show 10, 15 times. They know every joke by heart, but they were so supportive to all fly in. I mean, my PKP girls all came in to uh, see the final show and a party. And we had such a great time. But then for them to also make this about me as a bride, it felt so self-indulgent, but I had the best fucking time. And now I'm telling you all of this to be said, absolutely not to myself, 
for bitching and complaining subtly so much that they did throw the party. But absolutely, yes, to having just the best fucking weekend with my friends and to feeling so loved and, and just what a high. But now I'm sick of myself. Okay. If I could take six weeks off this podcast so I don't have to hear myself talk, that would be fantastic. Because now I'm like, enough. We did the show. We had the party. I'm about to be a bride. It's been so much about me. Enough. I don't want to look at myself in the mirror. I don't want to post anything. I just want to, again, go into a medically induced coma down at the Emory's just for four days. Like, what, what can you do? What kind of coma can you go in where your muscles don't atrophy? But you at least like your body, the fat starts to eat itself. So at least you come out thin. You know what I'm saying? And you come out rested and hydrated. I'd like a VV chill drip, IV drip of just something good to keep my levels high, skin glowing, but brain needs to rest. You know what I'm saying? Brain really needs to rest. But we're all good. We're all good. We're richly blessed, but they got me. They got me. Next thing you know, round four, I'm drinking Savvy B at sunrise yet again. And I just felt loved. It felt cool. And I love it. They got me. And I said, guys, after this, no more surprises. You know what I'm saying? But um, damn, it was fun. We had a great afternoon. We were in the pool. And just to be surrounded by my favorite people. And listen, my expectations for the wedding are nothing except I want to giggle with my friends. It's not my moment. My moment every day because of what I do for a living is on stage. That's the high I will always chase. This bridal high of like what I need, like like every girl's dream of being a bride, I'm not there. My sick, twisted brain is like, I just want to force people to have fun. And that's what I realize entertainment is and comedy. I'm forcing you to have a good time. I'm like, you will fucking come to this show. And I'm going to make you laugh so fucking hard. You're going to have a great fucking time. You know, when you like do stuff with your parents, your parents would take you to like another kid's birthday party growing up and you were like in a bad mood, just being like an asshole. And your mom, it like turns around the car and she's like, you will go into Tiffany's birthday party and you will put a fucking smile on your face and you will have a good fucking time. Do you understand me? Oh, fuck. My jaw hurts just doing that. It was always Robin looking, grinding through her teeth, just going, you're going to put on a fucking smile and you're going to go out there and have fun. That's what I do to you on the front row at my shows. I'm like, smile, damn it. <laughs> but if you've ever been to a show, you know they're a great fucking time. They're a gag. They're a gas. Okay, they're a great time. When you wake up, do you feel like you're on the cusp of losing your mind at least 50 times a day? Because I literally do. You know this. I've been stressed to the max. I've been losing my mind every day. It's legit exhausting. And you don't want to be that nasty bitch. You want to be able to like get your life together and feel like you can take a breath, catch a break. Listen, we can stop stress from happening. Stress is one of the biggest problems of like weight gain, hormone imbalance, all of it. And I have found this stuff. I'm so glad they're a sponsor of the podcast, but legit, hand to God, this shit is phenomenal. I take it every morning and I am talking about Super U. Super U is a potent multi-adaptogen created with the traditional Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine to help manage stress and improve energy, mood, and focus. It has you completely covered with four different adaptogens to work together to help your body tackle whatever comes its way. It's got ashwagandha that helps reduce irritability and increase calm. Rhodiola, which helps reduce the fatigue that comes in after we've been stressed out for a while. Shatavari, which rebalances hormones 
from prolonged periods of stress that can affect PMS, skin, libido, irritability, lack of focus, and more. And last but not least, Amla, also known as the beauty berry that helps protect skin from oxidative stress and accelerated aging that we experience when our stress hormones are out of whack. Just two pills a day keep the stress away. I take them in the morning and can quickly feel a difference. Not only am I more relaxed and able to handle my shit, you know, the shit that life throws my way, I'm also less irritable, which is nicer for the people around me, but also just genuinely nicer for me. Listen, if stress is stressing you out, then try Moon Juice's Super You. To grab your two pills a day, head over to moonjuice.com slash absolutely. Use code absolutely at checkout for 20% off. Again, Okay, that is the biggest discount you'll find for Moon Juice. So take advantage. Run, don't walk. As kids say, moonjuice.com slash absolutely and use code absolutely at checkout for 20% off. I love Grove Co. It is easy, breezy. I feel good about what I'm doing and how I'm giving back to the world around me. I friggin' love Grove Co. Let's talk about it though. Did you know that only 9%, 9, 9, period, percent of plastic actually gets recycled? And no matter how much we put in our recycling bin, it's only 9%. That's nothing. In fact, in my neighborhood, they like quit recycling. Who even knows what the fuck's going on? At Grove Collaborative, they believe it's time to ditch single-use plastics for good. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastic across your home and personal care routine. And by 2025, Grove will be 100% plastic-free. I freaking love it. I have all their cleaning supplies. I use it in my bathroom, their surface cleaner. It's amazing. Essentially what happens is they will send you safe formulas and refillable packaging and they never compromise on performance, okay? From laundry care to hand soaps and more. It is freaking amazing. They'll send you the refillable little bottles. Like I use their laundry detergent. It's easy. It's breezy. It makes it, you just feel good. You're like, I don't have a bunch of also just shit, just shit in your house because they send you the bottles and then you just refill them as you need more product. Go to grove.com. Okay. G-R-O-V-E.com slash absolutely today to get a free gift set worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash absolutely. Again, that's grove.com slash absolutely. And join the over 2 million households already shopping sustainably at Grove. Again, that's grove.com slash absolutely. The whole wedding is not about me. It's not about me having my white moment. Like, am I going to slay? Obviously. You know, your girl looks good these days. I've chosen myself to take care of myself. Now, this past weekend, I was on a five-day bender. But I'm, yeah, I'm ready for people to be like, obviously, you look great. But I haven't been shredding for the wedding. You know that I've been packing on for the divorce. But I just want to force my friends to have fun. And I'm taking them to Italy, my favorite place, in my favorite place, which is Florence. I'm like, you guys are going to have as much fun as I will fucking allow you to. Like, that's what it really is for me. It's I, truly, I know, like, as self-indulgent as this past week has been, it's really about forcing my friends to have as much fun as possible. And I want to watch them. You know what I mean? It's like almost like a sick fetish. Like, I want to see you eat that pizza and smile. <laughs> Isn't it so good? It's so good. That's where I'm at. I'm a fucking psycho. Isn't Italy so much fun? That's where I'm at. Fuck, I lost my night guard. I'm gonna have to call Dr. Gurley. I lost my night guard and I have no idea where the fuck it is. And I've been grinding my teeth so bad. Shout out to the best dentist in Atlanta, Dr. Gurley. But Dr. Girls, 
Dr. Gurley, I'm going to have to come see you in. Get that jaw right. Anywho, but just again, want to say thank you to my friends, my family, everybody doing the most, but they really pulled one, pulled a fast one on me this week. And we were drinking Savvy B till sunrise and we had a great fucking time. I cannot wait to get into the voicemails. As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. The absolutely not line. We're going to get into it. I want to hear how your Labor Day weekend experience was. What, what did you get into? Who pulled a fast one on you? Oh, side note, real quick, speaking of fast ones, full circle to, um, you know, a lot of people are asking, Heather, how does it feel to be performing in Atlanta without your dad? And obviously the sentimental touch by putting the photo up on, on the big screen afterwards was just so kind and so loving. But I kept asking my dad to send me a sign. And I said, dad, please send me a sign that I know you're here. Please send me a sign that I know you see this, you're with me. And I did the first show and I didn't feel anything. And then the second show on Thursday night, the closing show, it is 30 minutes before I'm about to go out on stage. And I start a period. I start the period from fucking hell. And I was like, my dad was like, oh, I'm here, bitch. And I'm sitting on your uterus, which sounds fucked up. But that was a sign. I knew my dad was like, you you think you're going to go out there in that icy blue suit? You're going to have to put it while you're hemorrhaging. I got you. So while my dad usually comes back as a bumblebee, he came back in the form of a menstruation and said, yeah, bitch, I got you. I'm here. And this would just be like a twisted, fucked up, dark sense of humor thing. And I looked up to the, literally like looked up into the rafters from backstage and I was like, thank you, dad. I know you're here. And that's fucked up. If you take that out of context, anytime you talk about your dad and period and sending you a sign, it does not make sense. But for me, that's how I knew my dad was there. He's like, oh, you want me to come say hi? Bam, you started your period. But anyways, all right, let's get into the voicemails. Again, as always, you can call in 800-213-7503. Let's hit the absolutely not line. Hi, Heather. It's your girl, Brittany, here in Georgia. Just saw you on Wednesday night. It was amazing. One of your jokes um, reminded me of me. So I'm about seven months pregnant and absolutely not to me going to my gynecologist and saying, I'm so sorry that I haven't shaved. Like, why would I say that? Like, he sees vaginas every day. But, you know, my unshaved vagina was just, that was it for him, I'm sure. Anyway, love and light. Love seeing you in Atlanta. Um, Yeah, bye. Brittany, thanks for calling in with that voicemail. Okay, first and foremost, absolutely not giving a fuck about this in general, okay? A couple episodes earlier, I gave you a a mantra to say while you were giving birth, all right? I can't remember what episode it's on, but just go back. I've given you a a birthing episode. One, absolutely yes to coming to the show seven months pregnant and for like being there and and loving the show. I'm so appreciative of that. But two, absolutely not to giving a fuck. Who cares? First and foremost, these guys should be so lucky. You got a full bush, live your life. Me too. You know, it is what it is. Who the fuck has time? We've been in a pandy. So this reminds me of another core memory though. So when I was first out on the road, I did the show in Lake Park, Florida. And it was a shit show. It was the worst show that has ever happened in 94 shows doing the tour. I could not get out of there fast enough. The audience was so wasted. We were doing this show like in a strip mall by the Palm Beach like shopping center, but it was not in Palm Beach. It was like the shitty part of Palm Beach, if you will. 
And the audience showed up so hammered and it was just, it was a shit show. And if you know, I do like an hour, 45 minute show. And that show was literally 55 minutes. I could not wait to get the fuck out of there. And I used to do this bit where I would go out into the audience and see if anybody had absolutely not. And then I learned very quickly, do not, like I need to control the situation because people would be so fucked up. So I'll never forget, a fight literally broke out at the show because I went to the audience and this one woman got up and said in front of everybody, absolutely not that I'm a labor and delivery nurse, absolutely not to not cleaning yourself up before you come in for your baby. Then the next woman who I interviewed said, absolutely not to you fucking bush shaming other women. And then these two women started duking it out and going at it. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? When I look back, I agree. Like, first of all, the labor and delivery nurse, she, that was fucking wrong to say. Also, you're a woman. Are you fucking kidding me? The only thing you should be worried about is, is that this baby comes out safe and that maybe I get the opportunity to be on the other end with the catcher's mitt. You know, I'm dying to be in a delivery room. Not my own, but someone else's. I would love to be a part of the, the birthing process. But literally these two women started fighting and then we had to like have security get involved. And I'm like, this is a fucking brawl. And I just said, you know what? This this shows, it's got it's a wrap. It's a wrap. We got to get the fuck out of here. I have a pub sub, cooling backstage. It's a fucking wrap. But that is such a core memory of these two women at my show fighting over this one thing. And so I want to tell you, Brittany, no, absolutely not. I'm calling you out. Who gives a shit? They're doctors, Okay. At one point, you might have give birth and rip tip to taint, and then you'll have a rectal prolapse and your asshole will be hanging out. They've seen the hemorrhoids. You think these guys give a shit? Also, these men doctors should be so lucky. So you live your life, okay? You live your life. Don't worry about it. You show up. You show up to give birth and remember the mantra, you've got this, you bad bitch. As soon as you get this little little chunk of joy out. You can be drinking Savi B with me at sunrise. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing you got to worry about is keeping your eye on the prize. It was like me finishing this tour. Keep your eye on the motherfucking prize. And what's that gift at the end? A beautiful, chunky, little chicken nugget baby. And that's what I'm here for. Eye on the prize, bitch. Do not worry about the judgment. Listen, I went into my doctor and all my girlfriends in Atlanta see the same guy now. And this guy's got a a wild reputation because he's savage and I love him. And I went in there and I won't say his name, but I love my doctor, okay? I love him. We have a rapport. Like he gets it. He's dark, sarcastic, just like me. We just go in there. So I went in there at the beginning of last year, you know, after I'd done the egg freezing, yada, yada, yada. I get my blood drawn and I was so fucked up from the hormones. So I, you know, I told you plenty of times I'd put on a ton of weight. And I go in there like a couple months after and I said, doc, do the blood work. I think there's something wrong with the thyroid. <laughs> He just goes, I think you've been eating, Heather. And I laughed for a fucking hour because he knows me. Anybody else would be like, you can't say that. And it was fucking funny. I asked for it. Like, that's our rapport. We giggle. If you don't think I might go into give birth with the doctor's initials in my pubic hair, just maybe I'll get vajazzled just to really throw him off. Actually, I, I probably don't want to throw him off and I probably don't want to get vajazzled. If you don't know what vajazzling is, it's when you get bedazzled on your vagina. Because then, you know, like, what if the baby comes out weird? I don't want the baby's face to be scratched with Swarovski crystals. You know what I'm saying? But that shit's funny to me. I mean, I go into the gyno. I, the only thing you can do when you are spread tip to taint is make a joke. You know, the, B, the BMI charts in the corner, I go, you know, am I in the 
hundred percent tile bra and we laugh. And he goes, you put on some weight (laughs) and we all have a good laugh. I do go into my car and cry after. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My doctor's great. The nurses are great. Everybody. But I go in there with jokes because that's how I like to deal with medical situations. I mean, fuck. Go back and listen to my favorite episode of this podcast of all time, Ovaries on an Airplane. I was cracking fucking jokes the whole time while I literally almost died. But I want you to listen, listen, Sister Brittany friend, you don't owe anybody anything except you owe yourself to go in there and just kick your feet up, spread your, your vagina, and you do you. Let them do their job. And your job is to go in there cool, calm, and collected and as relaxed as possible because you've done the miraculous thing of bringing life into this world and you're carrying this baby and you don't need to give a shit, a roaring rip about what your vagina looks like. But if you do want to try vajazzling just for shits and giggles, I'd suggest you do it. Use my coupon code vajazzle. I'm <laughs> Use my coupon code shinypussy for 20% off. I don't even know if anybody does that anymore. It was a big thing for a while. But just that, that you saying that reminded me of these two women fighting at the Lake Park show back in 2019. And I said, we got to fucking go. And only people in Florida would fight about this. You know what I'm saying? But just, I remember when I walked off stage, I took the side of the woman who said you shouldn't shame anybody. And I agree. You go in there. Don't worry about the trim. Fuck, you can't even see it. You can't even see past your areolas anyways at this point because you got a little tum-tum because you got a little chicken in there. So live your life. Live your life. Hey, Heather. It's your girl, Katie, from Buffalo. And my absolutely yes to life is that like you're one of my biggest flex. The fact that I can say I've made your podcast once, I have made your story a few times. Like my biggest flex in life isn't meeting a celebrity, it's meeting my favorite comedians and making their stories. It, it really is. And that's it. Like it's, you're going to think it's awesome. People think I'm lame, but I'm like, fuck, I would rather giggle and meet that person then meet Blake Lively and not know what to say to her. Be like, oh, you make so much money a year. Do you like Old Navy? Katie, I love that we've got an absolute yes. That's such a positive, beautiful thing. Also, I love that simultaneously while saying that I'm your absolute yes, you basically threw me under the bus for saying, and when I tell other people who you are, they go, we don't care. You're not Blake Lively. (laughs) Like it was a flex for you, but then in the same breath, you also said that nobody knows who I am, nor do they care. And that's why I love this podcast because simultaneously I make you proud and then you make me feel like shit. And that is why, that is why this is a full circle, absolutely not podcast. This is funnier than shit. Here I am being like, I finished my tour. And you're like, nobody cares, but me, I'm in Buffalo. I love it. So funny. So funny. Because I know what you're saying, but the way you just said it, you're like, nobody cares. I mean, you're the biggest flex for me, but everybody else is like, doesn't give a shit because you're not Blake Lively. That's great. That is honestly the greatest thing I've ever heard. Also, I do think Blake Lively and I, though, would like vibe. You know what I mean? I think we would vibe. Her husband and I have great senses of humor. That's so funny. 
That was so funny. Also, if anybody in Buffalo knows who I am, like, fuck yes. <laughs> right on, doggy. That made me laugh so hard. I love it. My biggest flex is knowing you, which is an honor, but everybody else doesn't give a shit. And that to me, that is absolutely yes, no, all of it, all together, all wrapped up in one big bow. And I love that. I love that for us. It's so good. It makes me, just fills me with so much joy. You have no idea. I wouldn't want it any other way. I love you. I love you so much. And this is why this is so great. You guys keep me fucking humble immediately. Yeah, we're doing comedy. We're we're having a blast. But I'm not Blake Lively. So at the end of the day, no one gives a shit. Remember when the girls called in a couple weeks ago and they were saying, Jeff's a nobody? Funniest shit ever. He listened to that episode. We laughed so hard. He listened to that voicemail and he was like, dude, these girls are savage. These girls called in and said, we were, we were dying out. Everybody was just freaking out of your husband because he's a nobody. <laughs> like, who did you expect me to be married to? Derek fucking Jeter? Little Wayne? You know, I don't know. Mark Consuelos? Like, I don't understand who people thought I was supposed to be married to. I'm a comedian. I live at home with my mother. I'm painting the kitchen like a normal bitch. It's not glitz and glamour. We do these shows and my mom's walking around on stage looking up going, wacky, tacky, lucky. You know what I'm saying? My husband doesn't even know to give me flowers. We are a normal fucking crew over here. And yes, things are popping off and the career's been moving in the right direction, but that's from blood, sweat, and tears, hard work. It's not because I got a leg up because I'm related to good old Blake Lively over here. Oh my God, this just made my day. My biggest flex is you, knowing you, which is an honor, but nobody else gives a shit. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. Dude, my, what's my biggest flex? My biggest flex is probably when Sonia Morgan asked if I wanted a photo with her, but not because she wanted a photo with me because she was like, you want to take a photo with me, right? You know what I mean? That's probably my biggest flex. I was like, fuck yeah. She's like, you're a fan. You want to take a photo? And I was like, sure do. You bet your ass I do. Hell yeah. And I met some pretty cool people in my day, but that's, uh, that's the flex. God, that made me laugh so hard. I love this podcast so much. I love each and every one of you. I just love this community. I just think you you make me giggle. You make me laugh. This is the best part of my week. And I love performing, but being able to just sit and go through these voicemails sometimes, I'm just like, God damn it. I love these bitches so much. It is chef's kiss. It's the cherry on top. Your husband's a nobody. Nobody gives a fuck, but I love you. And I love you too. Buffalo. Also, too, that's just how they talk to you in Buffalo. It's a rough town. Great people, but you're in the Northern Wall. It's Game of Thrones. Like, are you in the North End? You're in Buffalo. You got to go protect the wall. It's fucking cold up there. Right now, it's 32 degrees. Beginning of June. Frigid. Katie from Buffalo, though, that made my day. Let's get to the last voicemail. Hey, Heather. It's your girls, Courtney, Joanna, and Carly from Cleveland. We just flew down for the weekend for your Thursday Atlanta show. And we just want to say absolutely yes to the city of Atlanta. We have had the best food. We have had the best service every single place that we have gone. 
the best people we have met and just had the best time. But, um, oh, and absolutely yes to even the staff at the Fox Theater. They did a phenomenal job. There was a um, lady who maybe had too much to drink and fell down the aisle onto a staff member. And the staff member did her best to help this lady who fell on her and make sure she got her purse and was on her way. But absolutely yes to the best service and the best people in Atlanta. Um, absolutely not though to you being at Storco Fresco 30 minutes after we were there this evening. Anyway, we love you. Love and light. Tiramisu bitch. See ya later. Bye-bye. My girls, I love this. I love that you had a great time in Atlanta. I'm so proud of the city of Atlanta. We all have our shit going on post-COVID and we're all trying to figure it out. But to be from the South and be from Georgia, I really am. I'm proud of the people. This is why I moved back. Everyone's fucking great. Everyone's nice, but you still got the big entertainment scene here. You got great food. I keep trying to tell everybody, Atlanta's the fucking shit. But I love that my girl's from Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio, came down and had a great time. Also, shout out to the staff at the Fox. They crushed it. And they were dealing with some hussies. And I believe it. Somebody fell down. Hope she's okay. Yo, we had a show in Orlando where a woman fell down a flight of stairs, was so drunk she didn't know when the ambulance showed up to help her, she refused medical attention because she said it didn't happen. She was like, that didn't happen. And they're like, ma'am, you're bleeding. Then these are just stories that I hear later from security. Like, obviously, I need to make sure that everyone's safe at my show. But I'm up there constantly saying, have two drinks. Come to the show semi-sober. Enjoy yourself. Have a night out. But if you're coming to laugh and pay attention to the show, I want you to remember it. If you spend all this money, remember it. I love that you girls had a great time in Atlanta. I also love Cleveland and I love all the shows in Ohio still The show in Cincinnati was one of my favorite shows ever. Shout out to Cincinnati. I love you so much. I will be back. But yeah, I mean, somebody fell down. I mean, listen, when I get off stage, I do like a briefing afterwards, right? And I I go around, I thank the staff. And it's always some security guard that's like, you're never going to believe what happened. Some woman got her titty stuck in a popcorn machine. And we said, ma'am, you got to quit trying to reach in there. Let the person who's at the concession stand get the popcorn and the white claw. But this woman insisted on putting her own hand in the damn popcorn bin. So the next thing you know, her titty fell in. Well, they got caught under the hot butter. And now she's being rushed to the hospital because she got a hot butter titty. You know what I mean? I hear these stories. I will be backstage with security, and they're like, you're never going to fucking believe what happened. A row six, seats 51 and 52, you know, they brought in a bong. Oh, somebody fell down a flight of stairs, landed on her implants. One of them busted, you know? Somebody tried to bring in a bag of cocaine. I hear it all. And then when y'all DM me, got kicked out of the show last night. I had a full bag full of pharmaceuticals and I was handing them to people as they came out of the bathroom, selling drugs. Don't understand why I didn't get to stay at the show. Like, y'all, help me help you for fuck's sake. I've been saying it. Gird your loins and get your shit together. To this day, I love, Heather, where's parking? At five minutes before I'm about to walk out on stage. Where's parking? (laughs) You know, you're like, what? Emily. Don't ask me where parking is. I don't fucking know. I parked next to the stage door. Let a bitch live. You know what I mean? So funny. 
I'm glad you guys had a great time in Atlanta, but the last show too, and this is not me complaining, but there was one bitch, you know, I came to the show, I go into my closing bit about my dad and, and you know, what he went through. And it's a really dark, funny, 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 but it's a dark moment of the show. And this one woman, all of her friends had left her. Like they got up to like go to the bathroom and they came back and she, this woman, woman is sitting by herself, just trying to take shots with people around her. And the people who have bought tickets on the first five rows, like they've spent money, they're engaged, they want to watch it, like they're in it. And literally this woman is just like, I'm trying to take shots. And in front of everybody, 5,000 Plus, I'm with 6,000 people in this audience. I go, ma'am, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> and the crowd went wild, but I was like, shut the fuck up. It was probably the same bitch who got her titty stuck in the under the hot butter. You can't steal popcorn at my show. Matilda, no. You got what you deserve. If you burned your titty on the, 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 the hot butter, it's because you deserved it. You were a thief. Get out of here. But I hear all of it. I hear all of it. I've heard some crazy shit. You know, in Tampa, when somebody pooped their pants and then they disappeared, it was a ghost pooper. We didn't know where they went. In Charleston, the six people that got arrested, you're like, what is happening? What is happening? But I, I got to be honest with you. I girded my loins and we had a great time in Atlanta. We brought this, this thing full circle. But listen, if you come out in the fall with the new tour and you're still falling downstairs, getting arrested for trying to sell bags of cocaine at the merch booth. That's on you. That is on you. But dude, as much as I'm ready for a little break, I can't wait. We're already writing the new stuff. I can't wait. It's an itch. It's, it is an actual high that I will always be chasing. But I can only chase it because of you guys. And I'm so unbelievably grateful for everybody. And we are going to shoot a special in August. We're nailing down the dates, like an hour 15 shoot. But if you want to be a part of that, that'll be really fucking cool. We will announce that very soon. Um, It'll be some bits from the tour that I was just on. But it'll be like an abridged version of the show. And it'll be great. But if you ever want to be a part of that, we are going to shoot a special. And I'll let you know more information with that when we get it. But mama's going to go to Italy and, and have a little wedding and do some fun and Live, laugh, love. And I can't wait. But I love each and every one of you. As always, you can call into the Absolutely Not line, 800-213-7503. I will see you next week. We will be getting back into it. And uh, I'll see you next time. Arrivederci. Ciao, bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.